sit and sip a while. I'm Karina, and this is The Witches Inn. Hello, and welcome back to Sit and Sip a While. I'm Karina, and we are in The Witches Inn right now, uh, indefinitely. Uh, we What you heard at the top of the episode was Front Porch by Joy Williams. And I came across this song today, and I just thought, wow, what a nice tune to kind of represent the solidarity that we are in right now, not just within our local communities, but across the country and across the globe. I had some time over the last week to really sit and kind of, I guess, ruminate over what's going on and this um, pandemic that's happening. And I realized that it's probably the first time on a global scale that we are witnessing um, and not just reading about in like our history books or um, hearing about it um, through uh, newspapers that there is a pandemic happening, right? Um, I don't really want to say that this is you know, similar to the Black Plague or anything, because we definitely, I don't think, have reached numbers that high yet uh, or anywhere near it. But um, we definitely didn't have the tools that we have now, such as the internet and social media um, and just in general our news that allows us to see each other um, globally. And A lot of people have been kind of coning this World War III, and I don't like that analogy because I don't think this is actually a world war. What I think it is is a world solidarity in saying to our brothers and sisters that um, I see you. I see that... um, you know, in China, you had to take one of the biggest hits and be the beginning of this. And I see my brothers and sisters in Italy and Spain um, not not being able to um, be with their loved ones and seeing um, record highs, as well as uh, within our local communities, I'm seeing our... Um, are just the neighbor, the neighbor kind of feeling that we've been lacking for so long, right? Um, it's been a long time since we could probably knock on our neighbor's door and say, do you have a cup of sugar, right? Like that's kind of something that we hear about in stories now. Like it's not, um, I mean, I'm friendly with my neighbors, don't get me wrong, but it's not like when I was growing up. And um, the four, we were in the center and the two neighbors on either side of us would come over with their kids and we'd have this huge bonfire every Friday and Saturday night, basically. And my aunt would come down with, and my uncle with my cousins and a neighbor down the street would come down and, um, you know, my other aunt would come over and it was just like every weekend was 
a family neighborhood affair. And it was amazing. Like, um, so many of my fond memories come from them and from that time. And I would say I've been lacking that. I think a lot of us have been lacking that kind of community, community involvement, neighborhoodness. Um, and since the dawn of social media, right? Facebook in 2007, really taking off. And, um, but what we're seeing now is this amazing um, curve in technology in the sense that it's no longer separating us. It's bringing us together. And if we look closely, we can see that there's no one. It's not like a world war in the sense because um, there's no one on the other side of a gun, right? We don't have anyone to blame. We can't. Um, we can't say yes, they're soldiers, and so that's why they did it, um, and still hold resentment and animosity in our hearts. What we are fighting now is a virus. And I don't want to downplay it because I really, I, this is, it, it is devastating. Um, I keep coming back to the thought, um, my father just passed away a month ago, a month and a week or so ago, and I had the privilege to sit at his bedside and keep vigil and keep watch over him. And sorry, I'm an open crier. I'm not sorry for open crying, but I am sorry if this might trigger you emotionally. Um, and caring for him, right? Seeing seeing that life cycle come come to an end. And both of my parents um, in the last, I lost my mother two years ago, February 28th. And both of them passed away due to, uh, at an early age, due to cancer. And I think what this has done is woken us up globally to the fact that there is not enough funding, there is not enough research to things like the common flu and colds, diabetes, our addiction epidemic, pandemic, if you would say, our cancer pandemic. And if this is doing anything, this virus, um, again, not to minimize it, but it's teaching us that we are the virus. We've created this. We've allowed it. And at this point, we are all coming together and saying, no more. I'm staying at home. I'm, I'm keeping vigil for those who can't be with their family members right now, who can't um, care for them and love them and see them through to the end of their life cycle. And that, that for me, was my main motivation uh, for staying in because having experienced death so recently to someone so close to me and having them pass at being so full of life and having something come in, right? Enter the body and come in and just completely take over. And um, that's when we see that there is no timeline, right? This is when things kind of 
expand and we go, wow, um, life is fragile. And I think it, it just, it's really comforting to see how many people are uh, standing in solidarity and noticing that this is not because of a group of people. This is, this is a virus that is showing us where our human spirit truly lives and where it thrives, right? In innate love. We're born beings of love. And we are openly expressing that and sharing it at this time. And it is absolutely beautiful. And I, my heart, my prayers, my intentions go out to those family members and persons who are being directly affected by this day in and day out who have had any sort of struggle, not just someone who has passed or someone who has the virus, but financial trouble, uh, trouble with your kids at home, trouble staying home. It's not easy, right? Being a lot of us go to the outside world to escape what we're hiding within. And this is really, um, it's really been eye-opening for a lot of people. So I kind of, I wanted to start the episode out by just saying, I see you, I feel you, and I am standing tall with you when you are having moments where you need to allow your emotions to take over and be, just be. So today's episode is our Sunday Lunar Intention episode, and last week we talked about the new moon in Aries and what that is going, like what that is and what we have to look forward to, and uh, we started the Wheel of the Year, and uh, again, it's just it's really great to see this, um, how the earth cycles through birth and death and how she can give us things that are unpredictable. Uh, we, we are in Aries season. I'm recording this on Saturday, and this is the beginning of fiery Aries season. It is, it, the earth's wheel starts with a ram, and um, how relevant right now. And... Within this week, I really want us to concentrate on what we can control. What in our life right now are we able to sit back and control? First is our emotions. Second is the way that we react or respond in our emotions. And second, it's the way that we can help others and spread our innate love, our innate joy, come together as a community um, over social media, video chats, phone calls, um, and just really bring ourselves together. Those are things that we can control. Today, the moon is sitting in Pisces, um, and with that comes high emotions, 
the moon transitioned into Pisces yesterday, Friday, and I was kind of wondering why I was feeling I I was angry <laughs> yesterday. Um, I did a coaching call at 8 a.m. And we it's with some women that we kind of do a round robin. And yesterday was my turn to be the coach E, which was great. The coaching session went amazing. It resonated so deeply with inside of me. And then I clicked off my Zoom chat and went outside with the dogs and cleaned up my backyard a little bit. And when I came in, there was just this like ball of fiery anger sitting in my chest, super deep. And um, in all fairness, I think I kind of woke up with it, but I was suppressing it where after I was done working in my backyard, I kind of had a moment to sit and then it went and bubbled up. Um. And it could have also probably been uh, someone had commented on a Facebook post about sit and sip a while, um, giving me unsolicited advice that I should move this platform from a podcast into a YouTube channel. And it really kind of made me go like, I'm sorry, I didn't ask you for this advice, (laughs) nor um, do I want to do that. That's not something I want to do. And I think it just, my inner child with the coaching session that happened, and then I think the climate that we're in just went, I've had enough. I need to speak. I I want to be heard. And I want to be heard through anger because when I was young, and uh, we would show uh, negative emotions. That's I, I kind of cone uh, anger, shame, guilt, crying um, as a negative feeling or emotion that kind of comes up. We were always told to be the bigger person and to kind of like stuff it down. So yesterday I sat with that and I allowed my inner child to feel And I still went about my day. Um, Every once in a while, I would have big um, tears roll down my eyes and just well up and uh, I would need to sob. Um, And then there was other times when I kind of needed to make noise. So I would turn the music up super loud and sing and allow the energy to come out. And then there was other times when my body was vibrating so high with this anger that I would just need to sit and meditate and allow what was coming um, to just be there and allowing that anger that was sitting in my sacral chakra, my creative center to express itself and to say, I'm here and I don't need to be here for a long time, but I do need to be heard. And I'm saying this because I want you to know that if you've been feeling scared, if you've been feeling anxious, if you've been feeling anger, um, those are all okay emotions. We have them for a reason. They sit in our body for a reason. They're there as a primal um, instinct to tell us when fear or our survival is being um, challenged, right? Um but we don't need that kind of 
survival anymore, right? We're not, we're not constantly fending for our food. We're not having to actually actively go out and hunt. For the most part, um, we can just go out and get it, right? And especially, um, you know, it's, it's not, we hear a lot that um, fear is something that it doesn't serve us anymore. And anger doesn't serve us. But it does. Because when anger shows up, it tells us that we are passionate. When fear shows up, it reminds us that we are fragile. And that we need to be taken care of. And that we need to be gentle, not just with ourselves, but with others. And if we allow these negative emotions to sit for a while, we and learn how not to allow them to overcome us and to live in those emotions, when we allow them to come to the surface and we acknowledge them, we give them their space, we can watch a beautiful transformation happen where anger turns into passion and possibly turns into something creative and where fear can turn into compassion and looking to our fellow human beings and seeing just how fragile they are as well. So before I get into the moon full-on experience uh, for this week to come, I think might now be a good time to maybe raise our vibration a little bit and stomp it out a bit. Um, And when we come back, I will talk about the phases of the moon uh, this lunar week and what we can kind of plan and help. Uh, As well, I will be doing some more spell work. It seems that everyone really enjoys that. And I will then do a card pull. So enjoy and I will see you in a few seconds or I guess talk to you in a few seconds. All right. How was that? Did you clap your hands and stomp your feet? <laughs> that was our Canadian girl, Serena Ryder with Stompa. I really, really suggest looking that song up sometime in the next 24 hours and really just letting go. Uh, so like I said, the the moon actually is sitting in Pisces right now, and it is in a long transition phase. We went into Pisces last night, Friday night, and it will be in Pisces. The moon will be in Pisces until Monday. Uh, with Pisces season, as we just left it, uh, we know that emotions can maybe run a little bit high. Pisces is the last water sign of the zodiac, um, and they are very loving, compassionate people, um, but they very much allow their emotions to kind of rule how they interact with the world, which is not a bad thing at all. Uh, Some of my very great friends and my parents were Pisces. My husband's actually a Pisces, Um, and they... They're, they're, um, they're amazing people because they're very, um, they can be very empathic as well. Um, they can look at, 
uh, someone and just kind of naturally know their sense of uh, emotional state. Um, so expect some kind of emotional tides a little bit over the next uh, few days. The new moon is on Tuesday in Aries and we transition into Aries into our actual moon, uh, not just the zodiac sign, uh, Monday night around 9 p.m., okay? And within that Aries moon, uh, remember it is the beginning of the zodiac, um, Aries people are... Um, Aries are energetic and outgoing. They're pioneers, hence the beginning of the wheel of the year. Uh, they see things through, um, but they also rush into things. Um, it's funny because I am a Scorpio, my and uh, my rising is Aries, and I, I always think it's funny because I, as an as a Scorpio, I'm a very passionate person, uh, and I'm very quick to just jump in. Hence this podcast when I recorded it I just had my headphones and my phone and I was just like I'm doing this let's go um that's Aries energy they really are just enthusiastic and energetic and it's like that's a great idea let's do this let's go like why are we waiting um but they also have that longevity with them to be like no if I'm starting this I'm finishing it um and also within that energy once it's done it's done there's no coming back so uh when within this new moon on Tuesday think about like how you're wanting to pioneer your life where are you wanting to jump two feet first and maybe during this time of Pisces until then thinking about that emotion that might come up if you do jump two feet first what are the things that you might need to prepare okay um the new moon uh i missed this in the last uh episode is also it's called a micro moon and what that basically means is that the moon is farthest away from the earth the, the moon center is uh i believe it's like i don't know i'm not even gonna attempt to say the kilometers but it's a lot of kilometers away from the earth okay and this has more meaning in kind of spiritual spirituality when it's a full moon um, around our health and well-being um but what I want us to think about is since it's Aries and uh, it's this pioneer season and we have this micro moon, where could we, if we were to throw our wishes out, since the moon is so far away uh, on Tuesday, if we were to throw our wishes out, let's, let's make them, let's allow the moon to catch them, right? Way out into, well, it's not way out into the universe, but Think about um, sending your wishes way out, your intentions way out um, past that moon, past the farthest point of the moon. Our, uh, the moon stays in Aries until the 26th, which I believe is Thursday. Let me get my calendar here. Um, yes. Thursday. So the moon stays in Aries until Thursday and transitions into Taurus. Taurus is earth energy. Okay. So with Aries, we're pioneering and then we move into Taurus, which is this earth energy and they are, uh, 
Taurus people are willful. They're homebodies. Um, they very much enjoy their material things. So their home will be filled with the things that make them feel good, safe and secure to stay there. Um, they probably don't need to go out a lot. Um, and so think about like when you're being that pioneer, um, within this Aries Zodiac Ram energy, um, on Thursday where you can be bringing some of that earth sign of Taurus in, right? That creating the home environment, materialistic or not, um, that makes you feel safe and secure. And then on March 28th, uh, that is Saturday, we enter Gemini, and Gemini is the twin sign. Um, it is represented by air, and its planet is Mercury. And that uh, Mercury, as we know, when it go, Mercury goes into retrograde, uh, we think of all of our communication kind of getting jumbled up. Well, we will be in Gemini, and Gemini rules Mercury. And uh, we have this amazing opportunity while we are sitting in there to communicate via technology or via our, you know, our communication with the people in our home um, about what we want, where we're going, Okay, um, it's really great within this Aries um, season as well, moving through Gemini, um, because Gemini is, uh, <clears throat> they can see both sides of the coin, right? They have that twin energy. So when this fiery passion is building up within us and we're wanting to jump two feet first, think about that Gemini energy and where we might um, we might see, oh, we're going to have a little bit of a snag here. So I need to make sure that I'm prepared and more gentle with myself. Or when we're getting uh, really good results, maybe from the things that we're trying to accomplish with this pioneer uh, motivation that perhaps we're not getting too big of an ego, right? And we're not feeling... Um, sending out uh, kind of like patronizing uh, energy to other people around us, right? We're wanting to make sure that we're staying compassionate and loving and caring through these signs. <clears throat> so I do want to talk about the spell that I uh, found, and I have changed it up a little bit. I've made it my own. It is from the... Uh, oh my goodness, Moon Spells book. It's called Moon Spells, How to Use the Phases of the Moon to Get What You Want by Diane Alquist. Uh, I hope that was said right. Uh, and it's a very similar spell to the, well, it's not similar, but um, remember we're at the beginning of the wheel of the year. So seeds are very important, how we're planting our life, planning our life for the year going forward. So the spell that I'm telling you today is, a f it will take you a full year to complete it. However, it's very simple and you'll only have to do this four times. You'll only have to do the spell four times. So this is a really great spell for starting or pioneering a new project or perhaps a new way of life, okay? The things that you're going to need are an envelope, 
a pen, three small seeds, and I'm going to suggest mustard seeds for the first seeds that you use. Now, any seeds that you would like to use uh, that are tiny will be great. And they need to be tiny because by the last time you do this, we need to be using big seeds, okay? Um, maybe even uh, a, for your very last seed might be a seed ball, right? A wildflower ball. That would be super cool. I don't know if they do other seed clusters and balls. That would be neat. So anyways, <clears throat> the very first one, you'll need an envelope, a pen, three small seeds, and four candles. It does call for two green and two white, but if you know me or follow this podcast at all, um, I like it when you use your magic, your way, and you use colors or the resources that you have that feel good for you, okay? Um, So how this, oh, a gemstone is citrine, and then... If you want, if music isn't going to distract you during your spell work, music enhances my spell work, something with a strong beat, okay? A really nice drum beat uh, behind it. You could put on some indigenous music or uh, like like any drumming music would be very good um, because you want to set the intention that your heartbeat is now this, uh, your is now uh, in motion with your intentions, with this new project, with pioneering this new way of life. And uh, right now I just got the image of um, Christopher Columbus, but let's use any adventure. It doesn't need to be Christopher Columbus. Um, Trekking across seas and oceans and how scary that must have been for them and how unknown and how uncertain that must have been for them. And yet wherever they landed, they they found land, right? They, they then found land and they um, set up and became, you know, Christopher Columbus wasn't a very good example, but um, we're wanting to set up land somewhere else and become pioneers in the sense that we are working now as a community. We're not telling people this is the way life should be. We're allowing and allowing acceptance into our lives. So uh, something with a strong beat for music that really gets your your heart pumping and the passion um, behind it. Not fear, but this passion behind it. And then you're going to write down your affirmations or intentions. And these intentions should include the passions that you are trying to um, commit to at this time, that you will be committing to at this time, Um, the creativity that is coming forward. Um, You should affirm And study both the positive and negatives of this new venture, really acknowledging what it's going to be. Follow your bliss and flow within the energy that comes from that. Affirm that I will be following my bliss and working in the flow of the energy that comes with that. 
Then you're going to write a statement around affirming that you're working in sync with the universe and that when you get a message that it is time to start moving into a new direction and start um, seeing these seeds bloom, you're going to listen to that call from the universe, acknowledge it, and move forward, not in fear, but with that passion and that creativity behind it. In this affirmation and intention statement, you're going to say, if this is the path to happiness, know there are no failures. There are only learning curves and vibrations of success. And then at the end, you're going to say, and so it is. Then you will put your seeds into an envelope, place the envelope um, I'm sorry, I forgot to say that before you write this affirmation statement, you should be placing and lighting the candles. So you'll place one candle in front of you, one candle behind you, one candle to the left of you, and one candle to the right of you. And this represents north, south, east, and west, and the four elements, okay? So you're kind of, you are this beacon in the center of these intentions, calling forth all aspects of the universe while you write these intentions, okay? Have the seeds and the envelopes with you, uh, while you're writing these intentions, you can even sit with the uh, the seeds in the palm of your hand and meditate and speak aloud uh, the affirmations that you want and that you're bringing into your life. Then place the seeds into the envelope. You can address it to yourself if you'd like, and you will. What I like to do on the back uh, would write, so make it be, or so mote it be, or as it is, or and so it is, something affirming, like this is happening at the back. You can place it on your altar for three months. You can place it in a drawer. You can place it on your fridge. Um, but basically, do not throw it out. Make sure that you're not placing it in, a, in somewhere that it will then be thrown out. Um, at the end of the three-month period, so April, May, June, um, at the summer equinox, I guess, yeah, you might as well do this um, per the equinox since we're beginning at the uh, spring equinox doing this, you will burn or discard however you feel fit that envelope and then do it all over again. Do the process all over again. You might want to write a new affirmation statement um, because you would have learned new things, right? Uh, you would have discovered new fears and new passions um, and new ways to drive you forward. You will have, for the next three months, you'll be listening to the universe for those signs and placing them into this new project, this new way of life that you're um, ushering in. So write a new affirmation sense, uh statement again. Uh, and then once that's done, placing the seeds in the envelope, again, placing it around your altar. And you'll do that again at the autumn equinox and then at the, uh, sorry, summer solstice, autumn equinox and the winter solstice. Sorry. <laughs> I get mixed up sometimes. 11-11 on the timer. That's okay. Failure is not an option. It's simply a learning curve and uh, working better in my throat chakra. <laughs> 
So that is our uh, spell for this this lunar week. And I will do a card pull now. But first, let's get to another song, another song preview. So I hope you enjoy, and I will see you in a few seconds. All right. I thought that that song was tres appropriate for uh, the spell that we just talked about. That was This Is Me uh, from the major motion picture, uh, The Greatest Showman. And it was Kesha that was singing that song. I have followed Kesha from like the beginning and I love her and I love how she for me, represents kind of the embodiment of just being like, this is who I am. I am who I am from a place of love, but I, I'm, I'm not going to let you rock me, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to constructive feedback, but at the same time, I'm going to do what feels good for me. And uh, I'm, I'm really, I just, I love her energy. I love the vibration that she gives off. So uh, that was that the song preview and we are going to move into our card pull now. I have decided to use the Earth Warriors Oracle by Alana Fairchild. Uh, This deck has really been calling to me lately. Oh wow. Whoa. Okay sorry two just fell out and I'm gonna pick one more because I just it feels good. Okay, that that's really funny. I pulled one of these cards this morning, and it's the it came up as the last card that this um, that I just pulled. This all has a lot of significance uh, to it. So the first card that I pulled out of the Earth Warriors Oracle is forty two, and they do have the um, indigenous names for the majority of these cards. I'm going to frickin butcher it and I apologize, but there is English underneath for the meaning. So, uh, Ken, Ken Yinny, this is card number 42. In each other, we find ourselves. This is a beautiful card. It actually is the, um, the deck cover as well. It has All aspects of the earth in it, the entirety of the moon phase, the sun, uh, the ocean and riptides. We have birth. It's actually um, the life cycle. Uh, If you look at this card, it's there's a wolf howling at the moon, a dolphin, um, the baby, a a jaguar or a leopard. I'm not very good with uh, cats. We have the divine masculine and the divine feminine. We have a hawk in the very, very center. We have our mother um, Gaia, our earth up top in the clouds with her third eye opening. Actually, every single uh, creature whose face is uh, facing uh, us in this card, their third eye is opening. Their crown chakra is big and their heart spaces are open. We have trees with their roots exposed, a deer, a big deer, um, lots of foliage and uh, this 
it's not a doe actually. Sorry, I'm seeing the antlers now. It's a buck and mountain ranges and just beautiful skies. And uh, I just, it, it, we beat as one, right? Our earth, our heartbeat is the heartbeat of the earth. And when we can feel that pulse, when we can dig deep, when we can ground and feel her energy, what does she tell us? What does it ask of us? She's she's calling out right now saying, I need you to be collective. I need you to work with one. You know, right now I just got the image of uh, we have a lot of big cat energy here and you'll understand that in a minute. But when uh, the life cycle is important, us as humans, we often get in interfere with other people's lives a lot and say, if you're not doing it my way, then you're not doing it the right way. But in each other, we find ourselves. So what is that person reflecting back to you, right? Is it your own stubbornness and your own pride? Um, as well with the big cat energy, I'm thinking of the cycle of life. And, uh, the reason why I said, if you're not doing it my way, you're not doing it right is we have, uh, a lot of people with different eating structures, right? Uh, vegetarian, vegan, pagan, uh, not paganism. Uh, oh, now I can't think of it. Um, you know, people who just eat whatever, um, and knowing that right now, if we do all of this, in moderation, right? If we listen to her heartbeat, the earth's heartbeat, she'll take care of us. She'll give us and she'll nurture us the way that we should be. And if we listen to her heartbeat, we can hear others' heartbeats. And that way we can respond and nurture and care for others in our lives, not the way that we think they need to be cared and nurtured, nurtured, but the way that they are asking to be cared and nurtured and heard and respected and loved. And I think right now, for me, that's what I'm seeing with this virus, is people listening and hearing and understanding that you are vulnerable and so I need to do this. I need to get you groceries and drop them off at your door. I need to stay inside because I've been traveling and I don't want to affect uh, the rest of uh, other people. So this is a beautiful card. Um, make sure that you're signed up for what's brewing. It is the email subscription within that you can, will get pictures of the cards so that you can see it. Um, as well, I will have the spell written out for you and uh, a list of the songs that I've played. So if you would like to maybe create a lunar intention playlist, you can do that. The second card within this card pull for the week is Tiger. And I've actually shared two Tiger videos yesterday and today. So the fact that uh, this Tiger is showing up for me right now is significant. Um, she is definitely a helper animal for me. And she is showing me that um, I can be fierce yet majestic. Um, th this is card 37, Diamond Tiger of the Black Moon. Second chances bring success. So as you pioneer through Aries season, 
and you start listening to yourself and you are writing those affirmations for the spell or maybe just to your intentions for the wheel of the year, think of that second chances bring success. You know, if we talk about the age of Aquarius, that might be our second chance. What we're seeing right now, this might be our second chance as humanity to do this right, to come together as brother and sisters through compassion and love and do this right. I it, Sorry, the, it, what has really come up for me is that I set an intention at the beginning of the year that I wanted to travel a lot more with my business. And what I'm seeing is that it's not necessary at all. I have a vast community at my fingertips through technology that I can help heal the earth by not traveling for business and simply offering more things online so that it's more accessible for everyone. And it allows my cost to stay low as well because now I'm not spending money to travel. So Where are the second chances that you could be taking in your lives? Maybe it's starting something that you were extremely passionate about that you thought, quote unquote, failed. And now you're like, no, I have a second chance. I can still do this. I just have to look at what I learned and apply it this time. On top of uh, Mama Tiger's... uh, crown in her crown chakra area is the moon going from full into this the new moon her third eye is beaming up listen to what the universe is telling you right now be that beacon and allow for your second chance to bring success and the last card I pulled as my personal card for the day uh, earlier in the day. So the fact that it's coming up now again really just, it hits home. Uh, it is the third card in the deck. And it's uh, Totemic Puma. Power Awakening. So we have a giant Puma's face on the front of the card with some beautiful flowers surrounding it. And then underneath is a wonderful monarch butterfly. For me, monarch monarch butterflies specifically uh, represent my mother. And to me, this morning, the sign was, you are both power and grace. You are power with that puma and you are grace with that butterfly. You are both big energy with that puma, but you are also, uh, I want to say, I want to say like that ripple effect that the butterfly, right? The flapping of the wing of the butterfly, of the butterfly effect. You can do small acts of kindness or small acts of flexing your power, whatever that might be. Power doesn't need to be a bad word, okay? Power can be a good thing. And spread so much joy and love into this world. And this is a message for you, right? You can be both power and grace. 
you can be both have both pride and be humble at the same time. You are allowed to have these dueling, seemingly dueling emotions or situations happening and find groundedness and centeredness. So ask yourself today where your power is awakening and how you can step into it more and be agile and float. What an am- I'm buzzing with energy right now, guys. I have had such an amazing time recording this for you. I hope you had an amazing time listening. I wasn't going to add a song at the end of this, but I just, I feel like it needs to end with a song. So I'm going to sign off now, but stick around for the pre uh, the song preview. Um, hopefully it gets you fired up. And I just, I want to say thank you so much for everyone who listens and joins in. If this is something that you enjoy, please share it, share it, uh, like it on your, uh, wherever you're listening. And um, don't forget that you can send in feedback to me um, at the.witch, W-I-T-C-H dot N-I-N-N at gmail.com. You can write me an email or on the Anchor app or website itself. Uh, when you click into the podcast, you will see a button that says share your experience. If you're a What's Brewing subscriber, you can just click the button that I have in the email that says share your experience. And you can record a sound clip. Um, and I can add that into a uh, a podcast into a podcast episode if you want, or I can just write it down and share it with everyone. Um, when this this is the really great way that you can help support me during this time is by sharing uh, this podcast out into the world and liking it. It does help me. It helps bring people into this community and really um, makes us all feel like we're connected. Um, so thank you so much uh, for listening, for sharing, and for subscribing. Subscribing to to my stuff and know that I I do uh, one-on-one readings for people. Everything is being done online and I do one-on-one mentoring as well, uh, magical mentoring. So if that's something that you would like, please find me on Instagram or Facebook or email me and let's talk. I'm Karina and this is The Witches In. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Bye.